0: Welcome to Still Surviving and Walking in Your Purpose. I'm your host, Gigi Blackshear. Today's show, we want to talk about closure and the role that it plays on our journey to thriving. Please welcome to our show Dr. Deborah Williams. Dr. Williams, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Dr. Williams, we have covered so many topics on our show. We've talked about child abuse, we've talked about domestic abuse, We've talked about homosexuality. We've talked about a number of topics and issues. And one thing that continues to come up is this notion of closure. Let's talk about what that, what closure, what role it plays in our journey. When you have people that have had dire circumstances and situations in their lives um, that may have been caused, harm may have been caused by someone else, someone outside of themselves, Um, and they have yet to come to a place that for whatever reason they can move forward because they have not in their mind gotten this notion of closure with this person. So what what can we say about closure? Is it important that you have it? What do you do if you don't have it?
1: So let's talk about what is closure. Mm -hmm. Closure can mean one thing to so many different people, Mm -hmm. but in general, closure is this idea that this situation that has taken place no longer impacts me in any type of way, whether it be I've forgiven the person, whether Mm -hmm. I've gotten past the situation, whether that's just something that's not important in my life anymore. That is what closure is to somebody. A lot of times, more times than not actually, people do not get closure from a situation. And we do tend to live out our lives in a sense of always looking for this closure. Mm -hmm. In essence, closure is this idea that because this tragic thing has happened to me, I need to be able to, the quote is, get over it. Right. Certain things you're just not going to get over. Mm. The death of a child a Mm -hmm. miscarriage, an abortion that was forced on somebody, there's just certain things you will just not be able to get over, but you grow stronger Mm -hmm. to deal with that and to Mm -hmm. live with that situation. Things that may be a part of your life for the rest of your life. Exactly. Uh But it is not necessarily something of you getting over it. But the one thing that is always the key thing is the idea of power. When something has happened to someone, it is a piece of their power that has been taken away. So if it's someone who is a victim of child abuse, the person who has caused the abuse, the abuser, abuser. has taken that power from that child, has taken a piece of who that child is. Mm -hmm. If it's domestic violence, it is obviously a power Mm -hmm. play, whether it be a verbal abuse, physical abuse, Mm -hmm. mental abuse, emotional abuse. It is the abuser lording that power over it's that victim. Power away. Yes. Okay. Even in cases of people who've had health issues, it is the idea of I'm powerless to mm-hmm. this situation, that my body is going through a situation that no matter how I try to prevent it, I'm powerless to this thing. So what, what do you do with that, that feeling of powerlessness?
0: You said in the case of an abuse of a child, what do you do when you have that feeling that... This person has taken something away from me. How do I get that back? What do I do to move me forward? Because, especially in the case of abuse, you know, how can you
1: gain that back? You can't physically go and take it back from that person. So what do you do? The first thing you have to do is acknowledge that power has been taken. Ah. Because there are many times we don't want to acknowledge it. Whether it be a pride thing or whether just not even realizing that... Is the situation not really understanding that the reason that this is still impacting you is because that power has been taken because the power can be taken you can give your power over to somebody Mm -hmm. you can relinquish that power or it can be forced forcibly pulled from you Mm -hmm. and so the first thing that you have to do is recognize that you have lost your power Mm -hmm. and who or what did you give that power to or who took it from you The second thing that you have to do is now say within yourself, do I want that power back? Because maybe you don't want that power back. Some people have gotten so comfortable with the notion that they are a victim, Mm -hmm. that they don't know what it feels like to not be a victim. And that is a scary place. When you have so identified yourself as this victim, Mm -hmm. what is life? Outside of not being the victim or playing the victim role. So that's the second thing is do you want this power? back? Okay. The third thing then is what do I need to do to get that power mm-hmm. back? What is going to be needed for a child of chi- a person who was a child abuse victim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus a domestic violent victim it's going to be two different things because it's two different types of powers that have been taken Mm -hmm. so what do I need to do to gain that power back everybody has it within them to Mm -hmm. get it back you just have to identify what it is
0: so I hear you saying personal responsibility yes at some point we have to first acknowledge that the power was taken away and that we at times feel helpless Um, but then Recognizing that we have the ability to reclaim our own power for ourselves. In the case of an abuse situation of a child, and you said those are very two different, two different types of abuse of power. Um, can someone else, on behalf of that child, facilitate that?
1: Depends on when it happens. I find many times with children who have been victims of child abuse, if that child was acknowledged from a younger age that the abuse took place, they were recognized that they have suffered something and then have the right responsible adults in their life to empower that child, that child can get that power back much quicker than a child who was put down. Who was denied mm. the ability to mourn the fact that they've lost this or was completely disregarded was because the abuse never happened. Mm. For them, for the people around them, if they just never acknowledged that it even mm. took place, that child has to now grow up to become an adult who has lost this power and they now, as an adult, have to try and kind of retrace back that whole process. Because it's not only just the abuser now who has taken this power, but the people who have denied them has taken power from them. The people who told them that what they said was a lie or they completely disregarded, then their voice has no power, so now that power has been taken away. So no longer is it just this one person, but it's now a plethora of people who has taken the power from this person. Mm. And they have to now go back through all of these people who have taken this power and say, I'm going to take the power back. So it's not only just personal responsibility, but it's also finding that inner core person within you that says, I want this and I I want want it back. I want to be able to move on with my life.
0: I want to be able to go to the next part of my journey and not carry these things with
1: me. It could be even as simple as, I just don't want to cry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to feel the pain of it anymore. It's. It can be something even as simple as that. It doesn't have to be our highfalutin college-level words. It can mm-hmm. just be, I just don't want to feel empty on the inside anymore. anymore. And when you finally come to that point, then you will know where you want to move forward to.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Deborah. We're going to take a short break and be back with more from Dr. Deborah Williams in just a moment. We're back with Dr. Deborah Williams talking about closure. Dr. Williams, let's talk about when the abuser or the person that has caused your hurt or your harm is still in your life. When it's a person that you have to see on a regular basis, when it's a person that you may have to interact with, how does closure play in in that scenario? When this person, you see them, you know what they've done to you, you know the hurt that they've caused you, but they won't acknowledge it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How do you handle that?
1: There's a saying that I've seen before that says, sometimes you have to be able to live without the apology that you'll never receive. And that is essentially what closure is. Closure is a personal journey. It is not the requirement of whomever it is who afflicted the pain on you to acknowledge it. It helps. It goes a great way. But so many times, it doesn't necessarily make that full transition. For example, when I've spoken with families who have lost a loved one or they've gone through some type of legal litigations and Mm -hmm. someone was convicted of something that happened to them or to a family member, you speak to those people, they still don't have closure when that person has been convicted because it is not about who the person that Mm -hmm. caused the harm apologizing or acknowledging it, but it's you Mm -hmm. saying, I am no longer going to allow this to control me. It's also the idea of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not you saying to the person, you are okay with what they did to you. But forgiveness is saying, though you've done this to me, I choose to no longer hold that ought against you. And I choose to no longer allow what you have done to control my life. Because once this person has done what they have done, they've moved on, mm-hmm. you're left in that situation. And many times, they have not even thought again about what about it is it. that they have done. Right. So they're not even thinking that you're still dealing with it. As strange as it sounds, yeah. that is the situation. They so you're, moved on. they have completely moved and on with stuck. their life, and you're stuck, yeah. so recognize that even though you may not have caused it, you had nothing to do with the pain that you're currently in, it is still your responsibility about how you now allow this situation Mm -hmm. to impact you. It's not going to be an overnight journey as well too. It can take weeks, months, years, years, but once you start that journey, you have to complete it to fruition if you truly want to be through with it. If
0: you want to be done. You know, I like to say acceptance is a wonderful thing. It frees us up from trying to change other people. And what I hear you saying is sometimes you just have to accept that this person is never going to acknowledge what they did. They're never going to say those words that I so desperately want to hear. Mm -hmm. They're never going to be able to tell me that they're sorry. They're never going to be... And if I can get to a place of acceptance, then possibly I can move on. Yes. Acknowledging that, yes, not not saying that what it didn't happen. Absolutely. Acknowledging that it did happen, but that I no longer want to be bound by it. Yes. That I no, I no longer want to be controlled or hurt by it.
1: There's a training that I did as part of my doctoral program called Theophastic Prayer Ministry. Mm -hmm. What this program does is it takes a person through the worst memories of Mm -hmm. their life to go to each of those memories, feel the emotions, see the scenario or the scene play out, and with every piece of it, offer forgiveness to that person.
0: Powerful.
1: You go back over and over. You could revisit one memory five, six, seven, eight, nine times. But the idea is when you can go back to that memory and you feel no emotions, you have finally gotten mm. over that person. That's what closure is. That's what taking back your power is. That's what true forgiveness is, is when you can remember what has happened. Because you cannot change the situation. Right. You can change how you feel about it. You can change how it impacts you. You can change how you impact it. So to go to each of those memories and take back that power, take back that emotion. That yes, you did this to me, but it does not define me. Yes, you hurt me, but I no longer hurt. Yes, you took something of value from me, but now I found value again in myself. Therefore, that which you took is no longer needed because I've already found back my value. Or if it's with a health situation, so there is no person to get closure back from, but just the situation in itself. Mm -hmm. This is now my new normal. And I'm okay with that. Acceptance. It's acceptance all over again. It's just changing that this path that I was on has taken a turn. And it doesn't mean it's heading to a dead end. It's just a turn. Let's go down this new path now and make it my own. You know, we have talked about in sharing these stories
0: how sometimes even in the retelling it can take you right back to that place Yes. and you feel that pain, you yes. feel those emotions all over again. I love what you said about when you get to that place and you don't feel it, when you can get to the place, and that's what we've seen a lot of on, on our show. People have gotten to that place where they can share their story to help someone else and they can share that story without feeling any ha- anger or any hatred or any regret, yes they w- they've gotten to a place where they can share those stories in order to help someone else. Absolutely. And that's when you've noted know that, tr- that healing has truly taken
1: place absolutely. When you're
0: willing to pull the covers off, yes
1: and, and say that's actually how you find out if you do need closure. Because sometimes events have happened, you dissociate from the situation, mm. meaning you just completely become it oblivious. Of it's so in the far back of your mind uh-huh. that you don't even think about it. But out of sight, out of mind does not equate to closure. It doesn't equate to healing either. It, definitely not. No. So the retelling uh-huh. of it can also let you know, have I really gotten over have this? I gotten over have it? I really come to closure with this? Yeah. Have I really taken back the power? Closure does not involve the situations that created the issue. Closure just simply requires a made-up mind of an individual who is sick and tired of being sick and tired and wants to be empower themselves again. A conscious decision. A conscious
0: decision. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well. We're going to come back with more from Dr. Deborah Williams in just a moment. I did not know that I had gotten to that place of closure until I was able to see that person that caused my hurt, that caused my pain, and I didn't feel anything. Yep. And I, I, up until that point, I wanted to kill them. Yep. I wanted them to pay for what they did to me. I wanted them to suffer. I wanted them to know just how bad they had hurt me um, but because I believe the Bible, I believe that in order for God to hear my prayers, I cannot walk in unforgiveness. So I had to pray and ask God to help me to forgive, yes. even though that person never acknowledged that what they did hurt me, even though they didn't couldn't care less about what happened to me. Yeah. So that keeps coming up in my thought process. I got to that place, and I didn't even know that it had taken place until I saw that person. And I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any anger. I didn't feel any, I didn't even, I, I felt nothing. Yeah. And, I, and I walked away at peace. I walked away feeling so good because I realized that I was no longer carrying all of that burden, anger yes. and that frustration and that sadness that yes. I had been released from that. Yes. So if that's the powerful part, getting to that place where it no longer has any power over you. So I love what you said about taking back your power. That is so powerful to me.
1: And I think that's why why Jesus tells us to cast our cares upon him and take his burden and his yoke. Because by doing that, you have transferred that burden and that pain and that anguish and that suffering over to him because he can bear it. Yeah. He says that he will never give us more than we can bear. That doesn't mean we don't give ourselves don't give more give ourselves. than we can bear. Yeah. So that's why he constantly tells us to cast it back on him and to forgive. Because the forgiveness again is never about that person. It is about you. It's about yeah. because you shoot me, you run and gone. I'm left with the bullet wound. Mm. You're not going to allow me to heal. I have to I heal. I have to heal. So I cannot say you are the person that's going to help me to heal. It's my body. It's my mind. Yeah. It's my emotions and it's my will. So it has to be me that does the healing. And taking back that power. Absolutely.
0: Because when you think about it, if you're looking to the person that hurt you, to facilitate your healing. You haven't given back the power to yourself. Yeah. And
1: very seldom does that happen. No. Very seldom. Yeah. Very and seldom. again, it doesn't matter. Because even though I can have somebody who's hurt me tell me that they're sorry, they may not mean it. And I don't trust them anymore. Because they've also broken my trust through the, I, through the process of hurting me. You have also broken my trust. So I don't know if you're sincere. I don't know if you'll ever do it to me again. So what is truly the purpose of them apologizing? Why are you waiting on this apology? You have to work on yourself. Why are you waiting for that apology? That's good, and that's a great question that we might
0: have to ask of ourselves. Yes. Why is that important to me? Why do I need that? And will it really make a difference? And will it help me in the long run? Yes.
1: And we're back from break. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so that's the end of the show? Oh. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> we are back with Dr. Deborah Williams. Doctor Deborah, let's talk about closure when it comes to the thought that at times we are our own worst enemy. What happens when we have an issue with ourselves if Maybe it's something that we've done, if maybe we've caused pain to someone else. How does closure play out in that instance?
1: When you find that you may have been the one to have hurt somebody and you want closure for that, a lot of times that is a self-actualization that you realize you have caused someone else's pain. And so a lot of times a part of that closure does come with you asking that person for forgiveness. You going to that person and acknowledging what it is that you've done is wrong. You finding it within yourself and recognizing, yeah, that was very messed up for what it is that I've done. Mm -hmm. And you have to forgive yourself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So the same ideas of what you would do as the victim you also have to do as the victor. From the other side. From the other from the side. side. But I would say that I find that when people come to that that self-actualization, they're probably going to be the ones to apologize to their victim. Mm-hmm. Because that is part of their healing process as well, too. Is to get out, what I did to you was wrong, mm-hmm. and I am sorry. Those will be the few times that you do find those true, sorrowful. Mm-hmm. People that will come back into your life and say, You know what, I did to you was wrong, and I'm sorry, because that is a part of that person's journey to their and own future and their healing. And healing. As well.
0: Taking responsibility for our own actions and then acting on that, yes, in order to make a difference, not necessarily for the other person, but because, just for yourself. Right, forgiveness, yes. doesn't just free. Someone else, it frees but yourself. it frees us as well. Absolutely. So taking that action and going back yes. and saying, because in most cases we know when we've hurt someone, mm-hmm. we know when we've done wrong, we know that when we've caused pain, um, we're not always willing to acknowledge it. We're not always um, in a place where we can acknowledge it. Yeah. But getting to that place of acknowledgement. Yes will help the other person, but it will also help us to be able to move forward.
1: And it's also a concern too of pride. Mm. Because a lot of times we don't want to be proven wrong. We don't want to necessarily admit when we've done something wrong. So it takes true humility to recognize when you have done something wrong to someone else. And when you come to that recognition, that becomes the catalyst through which you can now offer to a person the apology that they may have been looking for. That is when you can get to the point where you can now say, yes, I recognize that I've done something wrong Mm -hmm. and I'm asking you for forgiveness. Because it does take true humility to put yourself out there like that. Who wants to be seen as being a mean person or a horrible person person. or a bad person to cause someone pain? But when you come to that point, pride is no longer an issue. You're not trying to make yourself look like something. You're trying to find peace on -hmm. the inside. And when that desire for peace on the inside is the strongest force in you, you're willing to go through very big measures to get that peace on the inside. Yes. So sometimes closure
0: involves taking a good hard look at yourself, you know, and examine, doing a self-examination of what is my role in this. Yes. You know, I want to look outside of myself and I want to be able to point the finger at someone else or blame someone else, but sometimes we have to take a look at ourselves and say, okay, if I want closure, if I want to move forward, what is my responsibility in this? What can I do for myself to get that closure. What can I do to move myself forward? Because in this instance, it really is about me. It is. It really is and about me. And that's not a selfish thing. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. That's not a bad thing. No. Acknowledging where we are. <clears throat> acknowledging what has happened. We're not ever saying that you discredit what has happened, yeah. but acknowledge what has happened. Yeah.
1: And also don't discredit pulling people in to help you. We're, we're in a society where independence is, is glamorized over the collective group. Mm. Find mm. a core group of people that you know you can lean on. It may only be just be two people. I've heard of, I have heard a pastor say one time, you probably will only have three good friends in your entire in your life. life. Yeah. Find your group. Always look for people that are there to build you up for no personal gain of their own, but they truly are invested in they you. They care about you. That always helps so that when you feel like you're kind of sliding back in your process, they hold you accountable. They keep you going forward. They give you that boost that you need. Relationship with good people is an amazing healing self for when you are trying to go through your healing process. So don't deny yourself the company of others. others. Because that's one of the main things that happens when you're going through pain is you want to isolate and go by yourself. That's where depression comes in, that's where mental Mm. illness, schizophrenia, anxiety, all of these different mental issues that take place, it's usually when that person has really starts to separate from people physically Mm -hmm. and then their mind starts to separate within them. Connect yourself to people. And as a personal note, a relationship with Jesus Christ is a major catalyst to that healing process because mm. he can help you to do the work where people fall where short. People can't. He can help you with that process. But of course, if you are not religious, you can still find that healing if you get yourself a good core group of people. That will not only be your support, but also be an accountable uh, accountability, accountability part. to you. Yeah. Because you have to be held accountable for what it is that you said that you're going to do. Because yeah. we will want to stop. Pull back. Yeah. We will want to cut it. Yeah. It gets too painful. Too we hard. don't want to do this. Yeah. But they're there to gently push you forward, to keep you focused on what it is that you're trying to do so that you can get to that goal of what it is, which is that true closure closure. and true healing. And, as the talk show is, start walking in your purpose because you have survived.
0: You know, we have talked a lot about closure and getting to that place of being able to move forward in your life. And it's been said that no man is an island. No. Reality is we need one another. We do. We need one another. And we don't have to walk this journey alone. Yeah. I love what you said about bringing in other people and allowing other people to help us. That that sense of isolation can, at times, prevent us from getting the help that we need. Yes. Um, but there is help available, Absolutely. Um, and that's why we do what we do here, because in sharing these stories, it is helping to create empathy, it is helping people to know and to understand That they are not alone, and that there is help available out there for them. And getting to that place of closure is important, if for no other reason than it frees you up to be able to go out and help
1: somebody else. And on a final note, everything that you go through, it's not just for you. It is for somebody else that's coming. And that has been a reoccurring theme on all of these episodes, is people finding their purpose from the pain yeah. and finding that when they've shared their story it's blessed other people yeah. because they get to see what I could be if I take that power and if control that over that. my life yeah. so don't be afraid that would be my biggest message with closure is to not be fearful don't be afraid don't be fearful of yes. what that process is going to be Because it is going to be tiresome. It's going to be grueling. You are going to have bad days. And that's okay. It is a part of the process. So cry, scream, break a few vases if that's what you you need need to to do. Go into a room, get some pillows, hit it again. Whatever it is you you need need to do, it is not a bad thing. But get it out so that you can go through that healing. The five stages of grief. The denial, the anger, the depression, the bargaining, and then the acceptance. Acceptance. And you can float back and forth, because grief Mm -hmm. is not just death. It's one thing. It is a myriad of things. It's grief Mm -hmm. that I've gone through abuse. It's grief that I've gone through this pain. It's grief from the loss of something. So if you go through those five stages, you can sometimes float back and forth, Mm -hmm. but you'll get to that final place of acceptance. And when you're there... It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Because you see the fruits when you bless other people. And we know that the things that we go through and survive,
0: those things are not for us. Those things are for us to use as a testimony to help somebody else. Yes. So, Dr. Deborah, thank you so much for
1: coming thank on my show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: In the sense of closure, when you have Um, things in your life that have happened to you, know that there is a way forward, that you can walk out of it, and you can be free of it, and you can still have a great life. Thank you for watching our show.